0: Alright, we're back. The Jets finally have their quarterback. Zach Wilson is where he belongs, which is to say, no longer an NFL starter. And the Packers, I hope they're ready to love love, because they definitely can't love Rodgers anymore.
1: Yeah, we finally it's finally here. We've been waiting for it for what's how we knew it was gonna happen, just to, uh how it was gonna happen. We finally know, and I gotta say I'm I'm pretty happy with with how everything shook out, honestly. I think the Packers got more than I thought they would.
0: Yeah, well, let's look at the trade package before we begin. So, obviously, the Jets got Aaron Rodgers. Tom?
1: Tom? Hello.
0: You're real quiet. Obviously got Aaron Rodgers, uh, but they also got pick number 15 um, and the 2023 fifth round pick, which translates over to number 170. The Packers, meanwhile, they definitely got a haul. Uh, They have pick number 13, a 2023 second round pick, which will be number 42, a sixth round pick, number 207, and a conditional 2024 second round pick. That has the potential to become a first should Rodgers play 65% of the snaps, which in other words is a fancy way of saying the Packers will have a first-round pick next year.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, pro- provided nothing insane happens. Aaron Rodgers has been, I mean, pretty much an Iron Man throughout his entire career. He sat behind Brett Favre, kind of saw what it takes to be. Uh, a legendary starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Brett Favre has the, the Ironman streak that uh, is one of those records that a lot of people say will never be broken uh, given how the league is kind of gone. And I think Rogers is a lot like him. So uh, barring him, you know, having his collarbone broken or something like that, which is going to really just depend on the O-line, I guess. Uh, I do think that, yeah, you're right. It's definitely should become a first round pick next year. And I'm, I'm excited for it. We'll see if Goody can do anything with it, but, uh, it's a it's a new day in Green Bay, and this was a whole lot more than I
2: thought we'd get for Ryan. I digress. Um, this is about the package that I thought they'd get. I I I don't know what the delay was. Like this feels pretty. This feels like it was pretty easy to get.
1: I mean, honestly, I kind of understand why it took so long with how much like with how much stuff that they have within this package. I'm sure that you know they called each other back and forth. And Goody was saying, Oh, let's uh let's make it a conditional first round if he plays sixty percent of the snaps. And then Jets GM saying, uh, oh, let's do seventy percent of the snaps and then they'll you know, they'll nitpick it forever. They really didn't have an immediate timeline for this. I think they were both just shooting to get this done before the draft happened. So they had plenty of time. There was no real urgency. They could kind of just nitpick till, you know, doomsday came around. So it seems like that's what they did. I think I was kind of surprised that they got the uh, I was I was surprised that the second rounder was conditional. I was expecting them to get just a straight-up second rounder next year, um, and I was expecting that their argument would be, you know, he's only going to play another year or two. We can't give up two first-round picks for him. But I'm sure Goody shot back well. He's only 39. Brady played until he was, what, 45. So that's another, you know, five, six years you could get out of him, and I'm sure that's how that went down. But mm. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, that that totally makes sense. And I mean, looking at the the Schefter bomb that went off went up in the last hour. Now I can kind of paraphrase some of these quotes. It it looks like that was pretty much what happened is that there were you know, the two sides talked for a couple of weeks, discussions broke down, and then in this past week they really they kinda of came together to get it figured out ahead of the draft. I honestly thought it would be draft day news, which is why I wasn't ready in the slightest, uh, for this news to break.
1: Yeah. No, I think this is one of those traits that really got pushed by the media. I think they were both kind of feeling the heat from fan bases and stuff, and they just wanted to get it done. If it weren't for that, though, I would, I would definitely have uh, thought they would have held this out until draft day and made it you know, some big breaking news announcement.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, just an ancillary note that's not important, but people are bringing it up fairly decently on social media. Uh, Rodgers will be wearing the number eight, which is the number he wore in college at Cal. Not 12, which is interesting. Which, by the way, it's not because Joe Namath wouldn't let Rodgers. Joe Namath actually did let Rodgers. He gave him permission to wear number 12, but Rodgers is opting for the number 8, which is why you're seeing Rodgers in the number 8 all over social media right now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, he better let Rodgers wear the number 12. He's half the guy Rodgers. Is, he's half the player Rodgers was. You don't
2: have any business saying that. Well, not as a Jet. Not yet, anyway. Well, um, no, we'll see. So, I guess we can, you know, can kind of look and... I mean, look, there's not really a whole lot to grade here. I think the Jets got an A. Like, you give up that stuff in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, this is one of the few trades where, honestly, I kind of think both teams got an A. I really don't see a downside for either one. I genuinely think both teams benefited from this trade. Both teams got better. Now, provided I think the Packers have more of the potential to get better and the Jets just kind of straight up did, so there is that. But... I mean, they both have a lot of room to improve now.
2: I'm not going to go nearly as far as to say that the Jets got better. To uh, me, the Packers got better. I think the Packers just made the best of Rodgers very clearly being done. Like, if the, divorce, if the divorce has to happen, you better at least get the dog, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I should say provided it was going to happen. Because, I yeah. mean, we knew, at the very least, we knew he wasn't going to come back to Green Bay next year. So, I guess provided that information, I should say.
2: Yeah, no, it's an important caveat of like, oh, a, a hall of famer, one of the greatest to ever touch a football. If he wants out, you know, getting back these picks is at least good compensation. I am mildly, I would say, the one thing that I was surprised by is that the Jets are getting the 15th pick from the Packers. Um, like, I mean, I I know they want to they well, they want to pick this year, and I'm sure the Packers were like, hey, let's move up a spot. But I, I was surprised that the the Packers sent away their pick at 15.
1: Yeah, it would have been kinda of nice to have the thirteen and the fifteen kinda of, you know almost back to back there, but ah eh, whatever. Throw it out to them.
2: No, you, you understand why they can't possibly do that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I get the reasoning behind it, but if 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 the Jets had not thrown in that conditional first in twenty twenty four, I'd be kinda of ticked about that, but uh it evens the playing field a little bit for me there. I'm okay.
2: Yeah. Um I mean so there's there's two ways that we can kinda of break this trade down. And the first one is, of course, kind of the way we do things on here. We can consult the almighty spreadsheet, uh, which is, you know, of course, my reference to the, the the algorithm that consistently picks better than me at everything I do, and that includes college basketball, the NFL, and the NBA to boot. Um, or we can kind of just talk this out because, to me, there there are two ways that this template has gone in recent years. Do you want to know what they are, or do you want to talk about Zillow?
1: I want to start with Zelo. I'm curious to see what Zelo has the Jets at
2: now. So, and this is this is the important context of Zach Wilson as just a pure passer. He was actually, you know what? We'll do the guessing game. You've gotten good at at knowing where Zelo is. Kind of thinking of quarterbacks over the years. Where do you think Zelo put uh, Zach Wilson?
1: Um, where did put Zach Wilson? I mean, he just he's just terrible. So, I'm gonna guess. It's been a long time since I've done this, so I'm probably. what think gonna... you're
2: thinking, because you're thinking negatives right now. I can tell. I'm um, I'm thinking, if not
1: negatives close to it, I was gonna guess maybe like eight. <laughs> like I'll give him a little bit of positive, but not a lot, because he did have uh, he did have some decent yards, I guess.
2: You're the, you're there. It, it's sixteen.
1: Okay, so I'm not far off. I, I, okay, I'll give him. I'll take that. That's good.
2: Yeah. So he's sixteen, which. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, the truly elite quarterbacks, they tend to be up in the 250s. The Patrick Mahomes is the Josh Allens. There was one year where I believe Mahomes ended the season with a 300. That was his MVP year. I think that's the only time I've documented a, you know, and I, as much as I'd love to do historical stuff, I don't have the time. Um, that was the only time I think in the in the time I've been doing the Zelo project that a quarterback has ended the season above 300 combining passing and rushing. Um, I, I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, it's the only one. Rogers, of course, is very close to skimming that mark in his two MVP years, and then of course you can go all the way down to negative three hundred. So it's a wide scale. Um, negative three hundred belongs to Ian Book as a New Orleans Saint. By the way, for those of you who are keeping score at home, um, Notre <laughs> so
1: Dame alone
2: <laughs> sixteen is not good, but it's not as terrible as it can be. Um, no. no. So Rodgers, for last season, out of curiosity for, for those of you who kind of followed us along uh, followed along with us, I should say, had a down year as far as an MVP year is concerned. But what do we say about Rodgers' down years?
1: Career years for other guys like Zach Wilson, exactly.
2: for example. Uh, so Rodgers last year put up a 127. So it's a slight difference. It's a, a grade of 100 points for the Jets.
1: Yeah, no, even – even on the back end of his career, kind of entering the last couple of years, I do think Rodgers will never be finishing a season at a 16 unless he gets killed on the first throw and it's an incompletion.
2: I, honestly, I think, like, at some point, incompletion might just be better.
1: <laughs> one of those uh, Nathan Peterman stat lines where if, it would have been better if he had just thrown it in the dirt that one game, he threw, like, six interceptions.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, th- I think... 16 points is basically you did throw it into the dirt and somebody at some point caught it and you got some yardage.
1: <laughs> you got the benefit of a half-decent receiver.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, you weren't trying to make a completion, but you did. Um, so for the Jets, that moves them up, obviously, the 100 points and moves them from third, from third in the division to second, which might not seem like a lot, but it's increasing their lead over the fourth-place Patriots and moves them over the second place dolphins. They're still very much behind the third place bills. I mean the first place bills, but you know, you would imagine that Rodgers is going to be able to do more with those weapons that he has.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think it's um I there's only so much that Zelo can kind of predict um, as of right now. Obviously, the offseason is kind of just a weird time. Zelo is pretty good at the start of the season, but generally you kind of have to give it what four or five weeks into the regular season before it can really kind of find its groove on a lot of this real data. So I'm very curious to see what Zelo, how, how, how it kind of works within how this division is going to be for those first couple weeks and see if it, you know, does anything surprising or not.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, part of it is like that it's only working off of past priors and I could, I could, if ESPN there's no shot, they would, but if ESPN were to ever have the fantasy numbers up this early in the year, I could, I could probably go in and tell you, give you a rough estimate of what the, the numbers are telling you from Zelo's perspective. But yeah, the, the long story short is here, expect the jets to be the second best team in the division and probably a very close, a close uh, team behind the bills. And like you said, it'll take, it'll, it'll both take Aaron Rodgers and Zelo about four to five weeks to kind of find their groove in their new roles. Um, but yeah, I, I think, to say that the Jets are are now a wild card team beat because the Bills are a thing that exists in their division, and I, I'm look, just looking at this, I'd say a 10 win team. It's kind of to be expected, I think, with Rogers. That's that's a, a difference of four wins. That's a lot to attribute to one player, but it seems fitting.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, four wins because of one single player changes. Kind of crazy, honestly, but I, mean, I, don't, that's, I
2: think that's probably conservative. Like, I don't yeah, know. I
1: was, gonna, I was gonna, say, kind of not crazy, but I mean, if we're looking at the difference in these teams from last year, the Bills thirteen and three, and then you have the Jets seven and ten. If we were to flip four wins there, then the Jets suddenly go, you know, uh, what was that eleven and five? That, that's yeah. pretty good, right there. That's if you go eleven and five, you're almost certainly locked for at least a wild card.
2: Uh, let's play the box score game um, where we look at the Jets this year and kind of see where Rodgers is making the difference.
1: Yeah, we can absolutely do that.
2: So, if you go look at last year's schedule, the first game was a 9-24 loss against the Ravens. I think Rodgers makes you competitive, but it's, I still think the Ravens are probably winning that game. Let's see. Like that, looking at looking at that just from the overhead view, that wasn't on the quarterback. Like
1: let me, yeah, yeah, twenty-four nine, yeah. Although I guess who played? Joe Flacco did start, and Joe honestly didn't do all that bad. He got over three hundred yards, but Lamar, Lamar did pretty did pretty dang well that game. So. Lamar did,
2: Lamar did, Lamar things. Um, yeah, so, no, wow. he
1: was he was pretty good that game. I'll give him credit for that. Joe Flacco threw it fifty-nine times. Oh my gosh!
2: Yeah, no, they made old Joe Flacco drop back quite a bit that game, and quite honestly, again. That one's not on the quarterback. A touchdown and interception and only three sacks. Like, considering the quarterback play that the Jets had sometimes that year, that's a pretty good outing.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, they would be happy with that. If they could have replicated that through the season, I think they definitely would have been a better team.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so, next week they win. And, you know, I'm not going to say Rodgers couldn't have done that exact same thing, but that's such a once-in-a-like generation weird Browns loss that I, I I'll still keep it a win, but I'm saying I don't know if Rodgers is get, is going to replicate that. I, you know what I mean? If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we'd have to see. Let's see who Well
2: that was the crazy one where like the Browns should have should have like knelt the ball out, but somebody scored, I think.
1: Oh yeah, and Flacco did well. He got another three
2: hundred plus yard game, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That was good. Well yeah, that was the one where ESPN had the win percentage for the Browns at ninety nine point nine with like two minutes to go and it's like teams that were in that position are a hundred and oh and now they're hundred and one thanks to the Browns.
1: Yep, and of course it had to have been the Browns.
2: Nope, Browns is Browns. Um the <laughs> Bengals twelve the Bengals twelve twenty seven. That was a two interception game for sacks. I believe that was still Flacco. Let me I'm gonna quickly double check this before I blame it on blame it on him. It was Flacco, yes. Yeah. You know what? You ride the very up and down Flacco train D- I think the difference is if Rogers is fifteen points here because he's not I don't think he's turning the ball over twice.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be turning it over that much. Um But I I mean I guess we just don't know. I don't know how he's gonna pick up the Jets offense. Like I'd imagine that he's not gonna have a problem memorizing the playbook. He's he's plenty smart enough to be able to do that, but I guess it's just execution with these new guys he's gonna have. The only real guy he actually has chemistry with is Lazard.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, so hold on. I just realized something that we're very clearly overlooking. The Jets went 7 and 4 in their first 12 game in the, in the first 12 weeks of the schedule. Right? So hear me out. There, thereafter, they did not win a single game.
1: Okay. So those,
2: those are the games we should be looking at, not not these earlier ones where the Jets were actually a good team. We should probably be looking at these end-of-season ones.
1: So the last Eight,
2: yeah. When they when they went zero and 6
1: Oh, right, okay.
2: So, like for example, at Minnesota, that's one I think Rogers flips.
1: Yeah, I definitely so think with, his, with his experience against that defense, he definitely has to bring some benefit to that team.
2: So we have eight and nine Jets. I think that the I think the Packers. Excuse me, Jesus. I am really associating Packers with Rodgers, and it's going to be hard to break that. <laughs> I think the Jets are beating the Bills at twelve and at. Twelve to twenty, if they have Rodgers. Same thing with the Lions; it's seventeen to twenty. I think that that's a win. Uh, the Jags is, is sixteen points, and the Seahawks are, are seventeen points. Maybe that's a little bit too much, but Miami—we've just proven that Rodgers you know, flips the Jets to an eleven-win team, probably, and that was with, you know, that's with with Wilson for for the love of the Lord.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you look at that, the Jets-Jags game. Zach Wilson's stat line was 9 of 18, 92 yards, one interception. I think Rodgers flips that. Even though it's 16 points, there's no chance he's putting up that stat line.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I'm not going to say that Rodgers is going to have flipped Seattle, but maybe he makes it closer because that was actually one where Wilson went 23 of 46 for 204. Now He did have two interceptions, but I, I, you know, Rodgers at least makes it competitive.
1: Yeah, at the very least, this team becomes four to five wins better right off the rip. So I am excited to see what they have for next year. I will um, preface right, right now, uh, I did bet for the Jets to win the Super Bowl like a month and a half ago. Um, I may or may not have had a little too much to drink. And, you know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. but we'll see what the payout is next year.
2: Hey, there are definitely worse bets. What were the odds on that?
1: Um, I think it was only like plus 750 It wasn't even that crazy
2: what are what are they now though
1: oh that's a good question let me load up draft games. That's my
2: curiosity
1: yeah I wonder if it's changed because I mean I guess they they kind of adjusted odds just like assuming that he would be traded even though it wasn't official yet I was hoping that they hadn't done that um but let's see
2: because i'd be I'd be curious now that it's happened if the odds have shrunk a bit because I'd imagine that's the way they would go. Also as as with in the NBA as you tend to do with the Lakers where you say well these aren't the Lakers actual odds these are the Lakers odds because Vegas knows that the fans will go crazy if the Lakers have decent odds at doing anything and so they sucker in the Lakers. I wonder how much of those odds at 750 are both a combination of suckering in the Jets and then suckering in Packers fans who are excited to see Rodgers with a new organization.
1: Yeah, I'll- On DraftKings right now, they have. So the odds must have been. It must have been closer to like plus 1750. I must have been misremembering this. Right now, they're plus 1400. They are tied with the Cowboys. Huh. Which is quite incredible. They're ahead of the Dolphins. The Dolphins are plus 2500 along with the Broncos. The Ravens are are tied the Bills? They are. Yes, the Bills are plus 850.
2: Yeah, so that that kind of makes sense. I you know, I'm not going to argue with it.
1: That lines up pretty well. The Packers are now plus 5,000, which is conveniently tied with the Bears and Steelers. So, terrible company.
2: Yeah, I have I have bad news for you and maybe we can kind of pivot. What what do we think Jordan Love is going to do with these Packers because the Packers, you know, I don't want to say famously, but you know, very newsworthy, newsworthily Missed the playoffs because the, the, the Detroit Lions got a win, at home, win on the road in Lambeau to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, and it got Seattle in, and then Seattle got absolutely stomped by the 49ers. Um, what is Jordan Love doing with this team?
1: I don't think this team is doing anything tremendous. I think I would label the Packers for next season – as a fringe wild card, like if they make it, they're going to be the last one, and it's going to be kind of like this year, where it's a barely, and it's going to come down to the last game. I do think he has potential. Uh, I don't think he's going to be like a Hall of Famer or anything, but I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Honestly, how I mean, how bad can you be after sitting behind Rodgers for you know two, three years, whatever it's been now? And I I've liked what I have seen from him more and more every time he's touched the field. He does things. A little bit better every time, so I'm optimistic.
2: Yeah, well, I'm glad you're optimistic because I'm not. I think that the Packers are going to be fighting with the Bears to not be in the cellar of the North.
1: I, I mean, honestly, if you were to give me Love or Fields right now, I'm taking Love. I'll be honest.
2: That's bias. Well, That's I just Packers don't. bias all the way. Fields is just not particularly good. He's just not. I've, He's showing no promise. Look, I have been on I have been high on Justin Fields. I I've, I've I've been very high on Justin Fields and Trey Lance. At this moment, I will happily accept the Trey Lance L. I'm gonna move on to to Justin Fields being my my I watched him in college guy.
1: Well, I'm telling you, it's gonna be another L. He's shown he hasn't shown anything.
2: I, I, weird as this might sound, I trust that the Bears are gonna be able to do something with him because because he has more.
1: I mean not for nothing, but if we're looking at last
2: year's stats,
1: technically, Jordan Love had the highest passer rating in the entire NFL last season.
2: Oh, yeah, on... Let me hold on a second. Yeah, on his 21 attempts.
1: Yep, and one game against the Chiefs, he had 112.2, and that is the highest passer rating of the season in 2022. It's foreshadowing, Tom, for things to come. Wait,
2: where are you seeing that?
1: Um the Chiefs? Well, yeah, against the Chiefs. He played the one game against the Chiefs, and he actually did pretty decently.
2: You mean in 21?
1: That was last year, was it? Yeah, that was last year. Was it not?
2: No, that was the COVID year. That was when Rodgers got COVID for the Chiefs game, and we were denied Rodgers at Lambeau. I don't even think the Packers played the Chiefs this year.
1: What game did he play? He, He He played one this year.
2: Oh, uh, let me check his game logs. This is I was very I was like wait a second. Is he why is he talking about the Chiefs? Um
1: he did play one, was it not the Ch- I thought it was the Chiefs. Maybe it
2: wasn't. Let's see. start. So, he- this year he had 5 attempts against the Vikings in week 1. He had 4 attempts in in the 6th game against the Jets, 9 attempts against the Eagles and 3 attempts against Minnesota in that 41-17 shellacking.
1: Oh, yeah, the Philly game. That's the one where he did the best. He didn't have a lot of passes, but they were all, like, really nice. I don't know. Yeah, what he had time.
2: 113 yards on six completions. Yeah, I don't know That's...
1: what was going on there, but that was awesome. I would love to see that again. But, yeah. That was, had...
2: time. That was prevent defense, I'm betting you.
1: Yeah, well, 113 yards, 113 yards. I'm going to take it.
2: 113 yards and you lost by seven.
1: This is true.
2: Let me see. Oh come on, Tony! Sixty-three of them came from one touchdown pass to Christian Watson.
1: Well, that's a sixty-three-yard touchdown pass. i never. Most,
2: come on, uh, that's the most skewed. Oh, he did the he did really well here. Of course, he did really well here. One of his passes was sixty-three yards.
1: Well, yeah, one of his passes was really good.
2: Yeah, one of his passes. And the other five didn't even account for the for half his yardage.
1: Well, if he throws a sixty-three-yard touchdown every sixth throw, he's going to be an all-time. Yeah, every
2: so. sixth throw. Are you? Are you kidding me? This is. I'm not. I can't. I can't.
1: You can't tell me it won't happen. I can't. No, because you can't.
2: Then, then he would it be pop- better than. Then he would just be. You'd be better than Rogers. And I refuse to live in a world where Jordan Love, after after some of the stuff I saw Eagles game aside, is better than Rodgers.
1: Hey, you never know. Everybody said that about Brett Favre and Rodgers, and look where we are now. Nobody's saying Favre is better.
2: Different, different though, because they weren't saying well, one in every six, he throws a 60-yard touchdown bomb.
1: <laughs> I'm sure somebody was.
2: No, nobody was. That's, that's cherry-picking, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> sample size matters for a reason. Okay, let's move on, though. Um, so I just saw this tweet from Trey Wingo wing, at Wingo's. AFC top QBs, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rogers, Tua, Herbert, Lawrence, Lamar. NFC top QBs, Hurts, Stafford, question mark, Dak, question mark. Um, I'm going to focus in on the AFC top QBs with with that Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rogers rankings. Is that where Rogers slots? Does he slot in fourth?
1: Uh, No, I would not put him behind Allen, honestly. I think Allen is incredibly overhyped and he has been a result of a fantastic team. I think he had one, maybe two really, you know, good years last year was honestly very underwhelming. If you step back and look at it from a full season perspective, I don't think Rodgers is going to come out and give us another, you know, you know, what was his, what was that 2011 where he had like 122 passer rating over the season or something. I don't think we see that again, but I do think that to like stat wise, I think he's going to be better than Allen. uh I, I, I've kind of, you know, died out on Allen a little bit. I was always kind of, you know, Mahomes and Allen are the top two guys in the NFL, but Allen's kind of fallen for me pretty hard. I, I, I don't super love him anymore. He's got, he's got a little more to prove to me.
2: No, I, I understand what you mean there because you, of course, have the, the fact that he had a one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio in the playoffs last year. Um, and, of course, against that Bengals game just looked ineffective, to say the least. If you're going to drop back 42 times, you can't put up 261 yards, and not at home.
1: Yeah, he—that that is another thing. He always tends to kind of blow it in the playoffs, it seems like. I
2: don't, okay, I don't want to put that narrative on him because I think saying he blows it in the playoffs when you have Mahomes dead to rights and Mahomes does Mahomes things, I don't want to say that. I will give you that the rest of the playoffs he's been underwhelming, but I don't want to say last year was his fault.
1: Yeah, last, last year, definitely year. Last was year
2: was just we got one of the greatest NFL games of all time, and someone had to lose, and it was quite literally the team with the ball last.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the ultimate playoff game. That was that was a really good one. I love that one a lot. That's
2: that's up there with me for with me, I should say for me, uh, with Chiefs Rams back in what 17, 16, Where it's just like every now and then I turn it on when I feel like a little bored and miss football.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely when he got to rewatch. That game was awesome. I do remember that
0: one.
2: Yeah, so I I, I honestly – it's hard to say because Rodgers had a down year last year, but then again, you know, why he had a down year last year is definitely up for debate. Um, right. I would be okay with putting him above Allen. I do think Allen has been more productive, had a more productive year last year, even if it was – if it ended ugly and incredibly disappointing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely – I mean, he had a lot more supporting cast. I'm I'm excited what he does with the Jets because I do think the Jets are honestly the overall, like, significantly better team than the Packers are right now.
2: Now that they have Rodgers, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like like supporting cast-wise, everything outside of the quarterback position, I think the Jets have the Packers' overall beat.
2: Yes, yes. Um So I guess to kind of – and I guess just to add my opinion on there for anybody in the world who wants it for some reason, I would say yes, Rodgers. Rodgers in four is fine. Rodgers at three is fine. I don't think he's in the top two, though. I would
1: agree. Yeah, he's not top two.
2: Um, Okay. So to to close this out kind of shortly, my question to you is there have been two ways that the quarterback – the all-in for the quarterback have gone in the past couple of years. You have the, the Stafford to the Rams, where it results in a Super Bowl. You have Brady to the Bucs. Even, even if it wasn't a trade, it was an all-in type move. Um, results in a Super Bowl and playoff appearances, even if the last year was kind of bleh. Um, and then you have the, the Russell Wilson to the Broncos, where it's very meh. It's very underwhelming. In fact, it's so underwhelming, we got stuck with hours upon hours of underwhelming in primetime, and we had to live through the underwhelming. So my question to you is, what is the case? What's the case for both sides? Like, Why is this going to be a blockbuster trade that results in a ring in the next two seasons, three seasons maybe? And why is there, is, is there a case for, for it to bust? I think there definitely
1: is a case for both sides and it really just depends on how the Jets handle the the, kind of the rest of this offseason because like you said Stafford to the Rams. Well, yes, Stafford went to the Rams, but really a quarterback was the only piece that they kind of needed. Tom Brady with the Bucs, the Bucs built one of the, I think, all time greatest teams overall around Tom Brady for those, you know, couple of years that they had everything that defense was incredible. The offense was absolutely loaded. Um, so I think they built a super team. The Jets have a better team than the Packers. That does not at all mean they have any kind of a super team. I think they do have – I'm optimistic for their defense. I think they have a really good core on the defensive side right now. I think Brees Hall is going to have a going to have a really good career. I like Garrett Wilson. I don't hate Alan Lazard. Their O-line is uh, I'll take it if they can all be healthy, so – Uh, I think there are some pieces, but the Jets are going to have some work to do if they want to make it to that all in, you know, win it all kind of station. Um, But I also can see how it could be more like a Broncos situation where the team doesn't really do anything. Rogers can kind of do what he does, but you know, it's no secret. He's kind of dying out in his career. So we're not going to get anything super crazy out of him at this point. And I can see it just kind of being a disappointing year, but I can see it being crazy if the Jets really, you know, lock in and really go all in for this next year or two.
2: Well, I have to admit, um, it, it's funny that Nathaniel Hackett, who was attribu- attributed to the absolute Broncos meltdown, is now the Jets' offensive coordinator. Now, he did incredibly good with the Packers, including helping get them to the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty two. Or excuse me, twenty twenty uh, conference championships, but I mean that that Denver experience, to say the least, leaves you in a bad spot. So I, I coaching is another one too. If you have the wrong OC, that's going to do a lot.
1: Yeah, and I will say that with anybody else, I would be with any other quarterback, I would be concerned with mm-hmm. uh, Hackett, but. Hackett was the coordinator in Green Bay for when Rodgers won that back-to-back. MVP. No, that's that's and
2: that's what, that's what I readily admit is that this could get like it, it feels very in that regard. It feels very boom or bust.
1: Yeah. So with anybody else, I would be concerned with Rodgers. That's like the only reason I'm kind of not because he does have some experience. Mm-hmm. But man, after this past year, you, it is kind of hard to really just full believe in him again.
2: Yeah. No. That's that's absolutely fair. Um, I would say that I'm excited because, like you alluded to earlier, Al Lazard signed with the Jets. Um, for, who you know he's previously on the Packers. But Cole Hardman signed with the Jets from the Chiefs. Like, nope. I do think, um, that this this Jets team, like you said, it very much harkens back to the Buccaneers. My one concern would be age and experience. Like, if that, if that yep. makes sense, like it's it's a good team, but. It's a young team.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is a very young team. This is going to be, if they all mesh really well, this could definitely be a very energetic team, one of those that can kind of, you know, everybody's constantly covering the field, everybody's always doing their assignment well. If we can get one of those teams, then, yeah, having the young team like this is awesome, but it's really rare to get a super young team like this that can do that.
2: Yeah. No, and the concern would be that i you know, I'm not I'm not saying I'm looking at the roster with knowledge of every single person who's on it but beyond Rodgers how many of the people and I guess McCole Hartman at least is the one that you know is off the top of my head how many of these guys have been in the biggest stages and the biggest moments and helped win that's, mm. that's my concern
1: about none of them honestly most of these guys have been drafted that or picked that's up that's within that. the last 2 or 3 years they really I mean they are very young that and there is something to be said for that
2: I don't think that youth is going to lead to chemistry problems. If anything, the youth will probably make them a better team from a chemistry perspective. It's can they show up in the big moments? Like is a team this young? Is a team this young? Like it may it may take a year or two before they have the playoff experience. And you know, and part of it too then is like, well, is this team you know, the expectations for this team are already Super Bowl. You have a bet on them to win the Super Bowl this year but you know you do you do worry about the ramifications of say if they if they have an odd playoff game and bounce out early but but I digress I think that this is going to be successful I think I would bet against them winning the Super Bowl this year as opposed to next or 3 years you know 2 years from now
1: yeah it was definitely an optimistic bet I will fully admit that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just a bit
1: just a little bit yeah
2: all right, well thank you everybody for tuning in. We have taken your attention for about a full 40 minutes now and we appreciate you guys choosing to get your way too early reactions from us, Tony, before we go. I want a record prediction and without seeing the schedule, I want a record prediction and I want where they exit the playoffs.
1: A record prediction. I think I'm going to kind of sit on that 11 and 5. I'm going to I'm going to yes. stick with that.
2: We live in a 17 world game now, Tony.
1: Oh, 11 and 6. Yeah, you're right. I keep forgetting about this. There's too many things happening. 11 and 6. I would say 11 and 6 is a good spot to be. And then I think it's going to be like wild card 7 seed, something like that.
2: Well, I'm going to go 11 and 6. Wild card round. Obviously, they have to play in the wild card round because they, they'll be a wild card team. They win and then lose on the road in the divisional.
1: That's a pretty good bet.
2: Yeah. I mean, who do, who knows? The playoffs are practically a year away. Uh, but you know what? Why yeah. not? Why not shoot our shot now so we can clip it and ship it when it turns out right,
1: <laughs> or hope everybody forgets.
2: Yeah, one or the two. We we live and die on both. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Thank you.